0: Hey everyone! Welcome to another exciting episode of the Scratch the Track Podcast, presented by the Dude and Grim Show, and co-produced by Mister Ivest. I'm the Dude, I'm Grim, and today we are
1: going to talk about. I wish I could hold it up, but I don't have it. However, I think I'm going to be getting it though. After I think giving it a good less um, Distigial to steal by the white stripes their their second installment the album that almost never was the band that almost can you know that almost never was after that point they were almost a one album
0: right absolutely i mean it's such an interesting story um you know a lot um a lot has been sort of talked about and said about their 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 marriage and there was especially before the you know this whole internet thing took off um people didn't really know like because he would refer to her as oh my sister and this and this and this right and so people didn't really know if they were together and not together but essentially they divorced in 2000 and Jack white kind of assumed that well okay that's the end of the band and then they were scheduled to play a show and Meg was like, no, let's play the show. And I think we should continue as the White Stripes. I don't know a lot of people who end relationships and would continue something like, like this. I think it happened in Fleetwood Mac, at least for a while. And <laughs> Well, and that's actually what I kind of want to talk about a little bit, too, is like what other bands have weird... Sort of breakup stories, almost breakup stories, because there's a lot of musicians and people like we talked about Pete Best with the Beatles, Chad Channing or Nirvana, people who like left the band before the band like actually made it or blew up, right? Or and and so it's just interesting. I'm just uh, you know, yeah, like the Fleetwood Mac one you talked about, but it's it's sort of an interesting thing that man, some people really got to be kicking themselves, right? Well,
1: yeah, and for them for for that example that wasn't so much about people leaving the band as much as it was about like these difficult interpersonal romantic relationships within a band and it's like is it going to destroy it right i think the mamas and papas had some of those issues too right oh don't yeah that's you could do a whole episode on what a weirdo
0: papa john phillips turned into Holy <laughs> Um <clears throat> But yeah, dude, I'd never really heard a story like this where you have—I mean, not only is it just a couple members; it's the two members in the band, yeah, right. Yeah, so it's and then they tough. get divorced and and keep making music, and then become one of—I mean, you know at some point, they were probably one of the biggest acts in in rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Music. Oh, yeah. For I mean, sure. they were. I mean, I wouldn't
1: say too long after right. this. I mean, by the time. What is elephant number four?
0: Yeah. It's her fourth one. I think White Blood Cells was after this, which had, you know, fell in love with the girl. Yeah. The yeah. Dirty Grounds. Um, you know, we're going to be friends. And then obviously, obviously the elephant. Now, for me, it was sort of an interesting um, choice, like. I, you know, I had heard Seven Nation Army. I was never huge into the White Stripes. Seven Nation Army, I knew that song from the radio. And then from the Michelle Gondry DVD, we had seen a bunch of the music videos and everything. And I just remember one day going to Best Buy and just being like, you know what? I want to get a White Stripes album, but I'm going to get one that I just, uh, okay, it doesn't have any songs that I know on it or anything. And so I just kind of started flipping through and this one just kind of stuck out to me. And I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to check it out. And I just remember when I um, when I got it and, and, and listening to it uh, right away something about it really, really caught me. Because, again, I only knew those songs like Fell in Love with a Girl, Seven Nation Army, Dead Leaves. This song or this album has there's a lot of different songs on it. You know, some more um, some slower songs, some lighter songs, some more acoustic. Yeah, stuff. some some um, variation then, for some of the earlier. Yeah. Right. So I think I was, I was sort of surprised um, that this is kind of what the album was. And yeah, man, there's some, some real standout tracks. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think what maybe is that Hello Operator was the only single I could be wrong on that. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Hello Operator. but it, least That's what it says online. Hello Operator was the single um, doesn't have any like big, massive hits on it. Um I know. Uh, I think know, if you were putting, gonna,
1: if you were gonna put a white stripes, I didn't. I guess somebody did this, so this might be a dumb point, but I'm sure there'd be a lot episode of episode on a lot of good pulls on
0: it if you were gonna off of this album. And I think this is a good point, Grim, since you mentioned the uh, greatest hits. To give a shout out yes. to our friend Dylan, who uh, when we did that episode, we had some. Um, Uh, you know, issues with the tracks that made the list. And we asked some of our viewers if they would go ahead and make a, uh, their own greatest hits list. And Dylan, I think you were the only person to do it. It was an awesome list. We appreciate it, man. And we just wanted to give you a shout out. I wish they would have pressed
1: your list because it, it, it Mm -hmm. did seem like a really good one,
0: probably better than the one that they came out with. Absolutely, man. So uh, definitely let us know along with everybody else, uh, you know, on Tuesday, what, uh, or maybe not Tuesday, whatever day this is going to come out, uh, you know, where you rank this album Monday. in their Did discography, we would yeah. like to know. All right. Moving on grim. Um, yeah. So I, I just remember getting it really enjoying it. And it, it was, it was very different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more like rock balls to the wall because of all the, you know, white stripe songs I had heard of, uh, pretty much prior to this, that's it's kind of what it was. It's the most some, bluesy one. It's got two It's it's, covers bluesy. it's It's got it's got some poppy songs on it and everything. Yeah. It's got it's got a um it's got like this western feel. We get some of that uh like saloon style um mm-hmm. you know sound and everything. So I'm, I really really dig it, man. With the really use of it. a slightly detuned living room style
1: piano. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so. I one thing I wanted to talk about first is that mm-hmm. they recorded it themselves in a living room using eight, eight track analog tape? So right. that's pretty awesome, right there. Um, and it very much to me is reminiscent of Elephant, where they like made a point to be like, "This was done with nothing created before 1934 or whatever it was." I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. I think um, there was something I read about it too, or even you know again when they mastered it or pressed it or something they still like tried to do everything they tried to do as much as they could until probably it got to the actual like being put on a cd as analog as possible with it yeah yeah um and it's i will say it's got it gives it some character too there are some there's some tracks where you can hear some like like serious like tape hiss or something yeah like that. yeah like the, you know and i'm like oh but but it's 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 kind of cool i like that It 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 definitely gives it gives it more authenticity sure. authenticity yeah. very very important thing for sure um where um you know where would you rank this in your your top list of white stripes albums my friend you no know, that's a top five top five what is it? don't they have like six albums oh actually? I thought
1: they only had five
0: well they have <laughs> But they got they got their self titled one. They got this one. They have uh white blood cells, elephant, gepiami satan, and then icky thump. I believe it's just just those six. So So yeah, definitely
1: top five. No, I would um I'm gonna say probably like three or four.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three or four.
1: Three or four.
0: Yeah. And let me make a correction. It's not Taylor. It's Dylan. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan's version. <laughs> Dylan's version. Mister Dylan, we thank you, my friend. We thank you.
1: Oh, see now, if he if he had some, where he want us to do something, we could do like he could. They could do another version
0: of Dylan in the dead.
1: <laughs> where is it? Dylan <laughs> and the dead,
0: dude. Dylan. Anyway, Dylan in the dead. Sorry, Dylan. My memory just isn't what it used to be.
1: Dude, tell me about it. Um, <clears throat> um, there's a verbal crutch right there. So one thing oh, my, that, my, my, that you hipped me to before I knew a whole lot, really even about them was where sort of the stylistic aesthetic and the name came from, because when you look at, you know, you look at the, uh, the cover it's, it, it very much has a very specific aesthetic about it.
0: Yeah, no, it certainly does. I mean, obviously, it has the classic, you know, red, black, and white, white stripes, <laughs> sort of uh, color scheme. Yeah. But yeah, kind of like the the sort of the bl- uh, the the bricks and blocks and everything that are, are around the imagery and and whatnot, and um, that was literally the style, Grim.
1: Yeah, that was the style.
0: It was the style. Yep. Uh, which was very influential for them. Is that Norwegian um, or Dutch? Uh that's a good question. I want to I want to say Netherlands, so that's Dutch. Dutch yep. Netherlands. Yep. Yeah, I want to say it was Netherlands. Yep.
1: Cuz I was watching something the other day um and they were supposed to be in the Netherlands and somebody had a painting in their house that was very much
0: dist oh, really? okay. ish <laughs> ish. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Graham, I think before we get into the tracks, I think that kind of wraps up what we wanted to sort of talk about, unless you got one more thing, which it looks like you do. Oh, but there
1: is just Just one more thing. thing. So it really, it annoyed me that some jerk off Canadian radio host sued them because they used a nine second clip of an interview that they did before yeah. um Jumble Jumble
0: I, I just I find Dude. that like in such she wanted $70,000 and for him to take it like off the record shelves oh
1: go, go fuck yourself like I'm throwing it out there for that the one because the horse there. and the horse rode in on yeah So so what's her name Dominique Payette, you can kiss our respective asses and those of the White Stripes as well. You don't deserve anything. Uh, But I'm sure you settled out of court. But they did settle out of court. thank you, (laughs) legal system, for that huge embarrassing failure. Um, It'd be one thing if you actually use something that somebody did where they, you know, like put talent into it and they created something. I'm sorry, a kid answering a question doesn't even warrant the five, the $50 filing fee for that bullshit.
0: So yeah. thanks for being a jackass. Yeah, thanks for it. Um, Let's go to the tracks. Well, think, <laughs> all right. So that's going to conclude the first part of our episode, episode A. So stay tuned for another day or two, and you will be getting into the tracks soon enough. In episode thanks. B.